Have you ever gotten yourself in over your head, found yourself struggling with something that is so hard and so heavy, something that all the usual solutions just aren't working anymore? You need help. If that is you now, if that has been you in the past, you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to a new creation podcast where we're pointing women towards victory in Christ, one Jesus story at a time. My name is Jamise Lachelle. I'm a Christian trauma therapist and mentor for women. I am so glad that you're here today. Let's dive right in to today's episode. Friends, I want to welcome you back to the podcast. I am super excited because I've got my girl, Danny here for her part two. If you scroll back to episode, I think, didn't we say it was 17? I think we said episode 17. You'll hear the first part. And this is the second part. I'm excited to um, just hear what the Lord has been doing. Just he's been moving in your life. We intended, I don't know. we We didn't actually say it like this, but we intended. I think we both thought like part two would come pretty quick, but. It's about like what six months later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a purpose, though, because um, having shot it with you, I I just know that if you had shared it, then it it wouldn't have been it would have been the fullness. Like this is the story right. that we need to hear. This is this this is it, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's all in his perfect timing, and I am grateful for his timing. Yeah, always on time. So, before we get into that, let's pray. So, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for every person who clicks on this podcast to listen. Lord, we lift up every listener. We thank you for them. Lord Jesus, would you? Show them your heart. Lord, would you be the center of this whole entire testimony? Lord Jesus, I thank you for the work that you've done in my life. And I pray that you would do the same work in the lives of every person who's listening, Lord Jesus. You are the chain breaker, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're going to do in the lives of each and every listener. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, so I'm not going to blabber on because I want to hear you. Yeah. Um, Let me hush my mouth and turn it over to you. Tell us what's been going on since, like, episode 17 i suppose and like because i know people are wondering <laughs> yeah so in due time, you don't have to you don't have to start like that obviously but i want to hear like a little bit about you know life all right so um pretty much within this last six months or so the lord's been taking me through a process of sanctification really is what i would call it um i think we had, you know, we talked about the last one being from, um, out of the darkness into the light. Right. And so part of that, um, is that, um, I was struggling with some sin in my life and, um, it's been 
a process. And that's why I say in his perfect timing, um, because it really is a process. And I'm so grateful for deliverance um, because really that's, that's what he did in my life. He delivered me from the sin that I was struggling with. And that's mainly what I want to talk about is what that process of deliverance and sanctification was like for me. I'm not going to lie. It was not easy, but oh Lord Jesus, was it worth it? I just praise him for everything that he's done. And so with that, I want to start by um, acknowledging what it was that I was struggling with. Uh, So when I first got saved, I was struggling with a multitude of things, but he, it was kind of like one by one, he was taking me through setting things down, right? Because he requires us to do our part. And a couple of the things that I was struggling with, the first thing that I put down was alcohol. Um, I had used to drink a lot and um, that was the first thing that I put down. Um, The other two things that I struggled with the most was smoking marijuana and um, vaping. And so it was was really hard. (laughs) Um, But I say that to say that it was worth putting it down. One of the first things that the Lord started revealing to me was that the sin that I was doing, the things that I was doing, smoking weed, vaping, doing those things, that was separating me from him. And that was the first conviction that I felt was that even the amount of time that I spent smoking, the amount of time that I spent um, going to vape shops and you know all that kind of stuff, uh, that was separating me from him because that was time that I spent doing something other than giving him my attention. And he is a jealous God, right? He's jealous for us. He wants our time. He wants our love. And that was the first thing that he revealed to me was that was separating me from him. And of course, nothing can separate us from his love, but it was separating and causing inner Interference in my relationship with him is it really interferes with our ability to see and hear him clearly. And that was difficult. But, you know, in these last days, it's so important for us to see and hear him clearly. And, you know, any kind of addiction, whatever it may be, it could be drinking, it could be smoking, it could be vaping, it could be fornication, whatever it is. An addiction is a bondage that God wants to set you free from. And when you're addicted to something, you become a slave to whatever it is that you're addicted to. John 8, 34 says that everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. And when you repent and you turn away from it, you change your mind about whatever it is, then Romans 6, 18 says that you have been set free from sin and you have become slaves of righteousness. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a slave of righteousness. I want to be set apart. I want to 
be holy just as he is holy. And that was one of the things that he was revealing to me was that that sin that was still in my life was making me a slave. I was a slave to sitting down and smoking when my spirit man wanted to be worshiping God. My spirit wanted to be reading the word. My spirit wanted to be doing so many other things, but my flesh was screaming and I was a slave to that. And it was, oh my goodness, it was exhausting. It was so exhausting. You know, the word of God says that our spirit and soul, really our our flesh and our spirit is constantly at war with each other. And that is one of the biggest things that I was experiencing in that process of sanctification was that I was feeling that war going on between my spirit and my flesh. Mm-hmm. And I so desired to be free from that. One of the things that I felt led to talk about was that when I was deep in my sin, I was smoking weed like three or four times a day. It wasn't satisfying me. It got to the point where it was just, it felt like a chore. And I really struggled because when I would try and go to sleep, I would have to smoke weed first because for so many years, I had unintentionally trained my brain and body to not be able to settle down and go to sleep without smoking first. And the same thing was true for eating, you know, because I struggled in the past with eating. It really was more so of an eating disorder, but um, I had told myself that it was okay that I was smoking because I was able to eat on a regular basis. And so I made excuses for my sin in, in that it helped me sleep, it helped me eat. But really, what God revealed to me was that he desires to help us with those things. You know, he is our peace. He desires to overflow us with peace. You know, it also, too, is that those things, they're false comfort. They're false helpers is really what it is and that is a false holy spirit because the holy spirit is our comforter the holy spirit is our helper i used to hear people say false holy spirit false holy spirit and i didn't know what that meant but while god was taking me through this process i understood that that is what he means when there's something when there's something that we're placing in our life or even just allowing to stay in our life and we are using it as a help or as comfort. Um, like there were times that I would smoke to get comfortable, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is my comforter. And so it was causing so much confusion and disruption in my spirit, man. And I wanted to be free from that. I wanted to be free from feeling like I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. First uh, Corinthians six twelve says that if you say, or you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. 
And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. And I'm so grateful that the Lord revealed to me that we can do anything, right? We have free will. We can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We have liberty in Christ. A lot of people yeah, say that I've got liberty. Yep. He's given us liberty. He's given us freedom. And that's true. It is absolutely true. And that's why, you know, in the word, it says that, you know, we've been given grace, but with that grace, should we just keep on sinning? No. No, his his grace is there so that when we sin, when we mess up, when we fall short, we can run to him. We have an advocate with the Father. And, you know, his grace is there so that when we mess up, we can go to him and repent and turn away from it. And that was one of the biggest things that he was showing me was like, not everything is good for you. So yes, you can do anything. But you should not just do anything. You should weigh the cost of it. What is it going to cost me Mm -hmm. um, spiritually? And do I want to become a slave to anything other than Christ Jesus? Right. And when God was taking me through this, he was revealing to me, um, because there were a lot of times I feel like this is super important to touch on because this was something that really tripped me up in this process of sanctification because I was so eager to be set free from the things that were holding me back in my walk with God. And I would put the things down. For example, um, I would quit smoking weed for a few weeks. I'd put it down and then I would pick it back up. And then I would put it down and then I would um, pick it back up. (laughs) And it was a vicious cycle of quitting and starting, quitting and starting. And the same was true with vaping. I would go days, weeks without vaping. And then I would um, fall into temptation and I would start again. And it was causing so much frustration. And so I asked the Lord, why does this keep happening? Why can't I put it down and stick to it? And it was because I was trying to do it in my own strength. I was trying so hard to do it by myself without relying on the help of the Holy Spirit, even though there were times that I would ask him for help and I would pray. And um, I would think that I was leaning on the help of the Holy Spirit, but I was still trying to do it in my own strength. Yeah. And with everything that we struggle with, with every sin, with anything that does not please God, there's a wrong um, mindset that goes with that, right? Mm -hmm. There's mindsets. So we need deliverance from the thing itself, but we also need deliverance from the mindset accompanying that. That's so true because without the deliverance of the mind, you may lay it down, but if your mind doesn't change, you go right back through it. I've seen it happen over and over again. It's like the people who 
win the lottery and then <laughs> they get all that money and then they're back broke again yeah. in six months because they spent it all because their mindset didn't change. Exactly. Exactly. And that was when I was asking the Lord about that, he was revealing that to me. We have a mindset that needs to change. And that's why when we talk of repentance, when we repent, repentance is acknowledging our wrong, but it's also changing our mind. It's it's turning away from whatever it was and changing our mind about it. So, you know, and you know the biggest thing that renews our mind? Drum roll. Drum roll. It's the <laughs> word of God. It's the word of God. The Bible yes. renews your mind. So when you're reading the word, when you're getting filled up on what his word says, you're renewing your mind. Those mindsets are shifting. You're getting deliverance in your mind from things that sometimes there are mindsets that you don't even realize are there until you get delivered from them. And you look back and you're like, whoa, I'm thinking differently about that. Or um, this is something that happened with me. I would interpret a scripture one way with a wrong mindset. And then when I renewed my mind and I got free from that mindset, I would read that scripture and see it completely differently than how I used to see it. And, you know, God desires to set us free from mindsets as well that don't serve us because our mindsets should glorify God. Amen. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, like, I don't believe that I have ever quite heard many people speak on this topic. Um, we love to talk about getting deliverance from the devil, stomping the stomping on the devil we love to talk about that but i think we also have to recognize like there is a battlefield in our mind and of course we need to be delivered from those wrong ways of thinking That's right. as well because it's your thoughts like you were just saying like you were convincing yourself that it was okay yep it, it you know like it helps me in some way but that's such a lie mm-hmm it's such a lie. It is absolutely you know? a lie. We don't want we don't want ourselves to like be talking ourselves into sin, basically. That's Just exactly plain. right. Yeah. Yeah. Say it plain. You know, we talked you and I talked about this the other day that like um repentance and sin have become cuss words to some people. Yeah. People don't want to hear about it. They don't want to talk about it. Um but it's a gift to know what is sin it's yeah. a gift to know like man i'm not crazy yeah i, I was addicted the, the addiction the addiction was a sin pattern yeah. i'm not crazy yeah. you know like that that's that's such a gift of god to know what you're dealing with first of all and put language to it and then to have jesus who bore all of our sins for us He's the one who sets us free. The whole thing is incredible. Yes. Come on. That's exactly right. And it repentance in and of itself is truly a gift. To be able to recognize our wrong, change our mind, and turn away from something is a gift. And 
praise God that we have the ability to do that. Praise God that we have the ability to get back up when we've fallen. When we, when we don't do the things that we should do, we can change our mind. We can change our actions. We can turn away from things that are not glorifying God. And the other thing with that is that we can ask God to remove mindsets that are not glorifying him, right? So we can ask God to help us with that process because let me tell you, doing it by yourself does not work. I tried it. It does not work. It's not worth it. Um, God wants to help you to break free from addiction. God wants to help you to break free from wrong thinking. Um, I've heard people refer to it as stinking thinking. Um, And it is, it's thinking in a way that does not glorify God when we should be glorifying our father. Right. Yeah. So it's also thinking in a way that doesn't even honor yourself. You know, this, culture is so um moved by self 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 me me and honestly a lot of the times that the thought patterns don't even honor ourselves the way it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like very double-minded come but, on you know what i'm saying like you yeah. say that you care about yourself i just need to relax i just need to take care of me but the reality is that a lot of times the wrong thinking the sin mm-hmm. causes you to even sin against your own self. Yeah. Which is well, like, that's yeah, that's what sin does. It, we are sinning against our own self. And the other thing too is our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. So when we sin, thank God to sin with us. And the whole re- that's a whole revelation in and of itself. Because you know, when I realized that it made me feel bad, I was like, man, Jesus, I don't want to, ah, you know, like, I don't think you want to smoke, smoke with me, you know, like I would just, my mind was shifting. I was starting to look at it in a different way because I used to make excuses for it. And the more that I got in the word, the more that God worked on my heart and worked on my mindset, the more I started to see sin for what it was, I started to see that what I was doing was not pleasing my father. It was not glorifying him in any way, shape or form. It was not um, benefiting my spirit man at all. And there's another thing too, that another uh, excuse that I used to make for my sin was that it was um, helping me to focus on him it was bringing me into encounters with him which was not true that's so like let's talk about that yeah it just simply was not true yeah i know exactly yeah you know to this day like how many people think that they're using weed to have a spiritual experience not realizing they are encountering demons there you go that's exactly right that's exactly what does the Bible say that, that Satan comes and he masquerades around as an angel of light? Yep. And if you don't have the wisdom, enough word of God in you to be able to test the spirit, to even know how to do that, I mean, yeah. come on. I think that's First John 4. It talks about test every spirit to see whether or not it's of God. 
We are called as children of God to test every spirit. If you are smoking and you are are believing that it is taking you into an encounter with your father, can I just tell you, I promise you, it is not doing that. It is not doing that. The Holy Spirit wants to take you into an encounter with your father. And he can do that so much more so than smoking weed can. That's right. And he desires to take you into those deep places with your father, God. The Holy Spirit desires to take you into those deep places and those deep revelations and those deep encounters with your father who loves you so, so much. So much. You told me that at a point you had gotten numb to the conviction that the Holy Spirit was giving you about some of these things. Tell us about that. I did. I did. I absolutely became numb to the conviction that I was experiencing. And, you know, conviction is a gift as well. It's there to help us understand that whatever we're doing is not pleasing God. And I became numb to that feeling because even though I was experiencing the conviction, I would still continue to do it. I would still continue to smoke. I would still continue to go and buy vapes and continue to vape because, you know, I I would get so angry with myself when I would experience the conviction and I would continue to, to do what it was that I was doing. I got angry and it got to the point where I just started to dismiss the conviction. I just started to, I I was numb. I just dismissed it to a point. And what I did not realize was that disobedience is as unto witchcraft. The word of God says in 1 Samuel 15, 23, this is the amplified version says that for rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination or fortune telling. And disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you as king. So that is really serious. That is huge. When we are in rebellion, when we are in disobedience, and we're dismissing the conviction of the Holy Spirit in us, That's the same as false religion, idolatry, fortune telling. As children of God, we don't want anything to do with that. That is not our portion. And when he revealed that to me, that 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 is the same as witchcraft. Um ew. Yeah. Right? Gross. I don't want anything to do with witchcraft. And by being disobedient, by being rebellious and continuing to do what I wanted to do, it was not producing fruit. It was not benefiting me. It was not glorifying him. And it really did become idolatry. I was idolizing smoking weed. I was idolizing vaping. 
I constantly had those things in my hands when I should have had the word of God in my hands is the conviction that I felt. It truly was, that was a hard revelation to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like outside looking in for our listeners, me and Danny are very good friends. I consider Danny, like you're literally one of my best friends. Yes. And so I knew some of this, but I didn't know it all. And that just goes to show you the insidious ickiness of sin and what it does because not only does it interfere with your relationship with God but it it becomes this thing between your most personal relationships as well yep any kind of addiction you know um you feel like you have to hide it it, then shame comes in and so outside looking in being on this side of the testimony looking back I would be praying for my girl Danny I would be praying for you and it, it it would be like the cycle. I didn't know everything, but I'd be praying and we'd be breaking stuff off. And like, how many times did we pray deliverance and be breaking stuff off? And like, but it would seem like a cycle, you know? And um, I was like, okay. So it's, it's beautiful to me to see how the Lord truly does hold on to us. He does not let us go. He had you in your hand, in his hands. He was keeping me. Yeah. And he was pulling you along, but it is such a cycle. It it's is a cycle, man. It is. It's like a a merry-go-round that you wouldn't get off from. And I'm it glad is. that you're off. It's a cycle. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. But can I tell you that it does not have to be? It doesn't. It really doesn't. It, you're right. It does not. It, it does not have to be. Let's highlight that and circle that. That's so true. I think with addiction that we get used to these kind of worldly messages of you're going to relapse, so you might as well just, like, just accept it and um, being known by that name, being known as, oh, you're an alcoholic, uh, you're, you're a weed smoker, you're a vapor, being known by those names. But the Lord doesn't call you that. It doesn't have to be a cycle. You don't have to be called by those names. That's exactly right. You do not have to live in that vicious cycle. The biggest thing is that with addiction, with sin, whatever it may be, it requires an action step. It requires you to take a step of faith and to decide to put it down. And this goes in with renewing your mind with the word of God, but it requires you to put it down. And that was one of the biggest things that God was showing was that, you know, like towards the end of this process, he was he kept telling me to put it down. And I actually had an encounter with the Lord one night when I was smoking. Uh, he, I heard him so clearly in the middle of smoking. He said, put it down. And I was like, whoa. And so I did. And he told me to go and get a pen and a notebook and start writing. And in that moment, that was how he was speaking. I was praying. And as I was praying in the spirit, he was speaking to me. And he answered some questions that I had had since I got saved. And he was showing me that in in that encounter, he was showing me that my relationship with him, in order to continue to move forward and go, 
like the word says, from glory to glory, for him to take me where he has for me to go, it requires me to make a decision, put it down. I was crying out to God one night and I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated. Um, Because let me tell you, after that night, when he told me to put it down, I picked it back up. And then I put it down again. And then I picked it back up and I put it down again. And I was crying out to him. And I was so frustrated. I was so tired of the cycle. And I heard him so gently, so gently said, Danny, I want all of you. I want all of you. And he wasn't angry. He was not angry. I could hear the love. I could hear the sincerity in his voice. He wanted every part of me. He didn't want a single part of me to be held captive by any kind of sin, any kind of rebellion, any kind of shame. And there were parts of me that he didn't have. (laughs) There were parts of me that I didn't allow him in. And I wanted him to have all of me. I wanted him to have every part of who I am and every part of who he created me to be. I wanted him to have it. And I know that he wants every part of every single one of his children. That's right. Every single part of who you are, he wants it because he loves you. He desires to set you free. He desires to take you in to what he has for you. And he told me again, I was getting ready to go to a conference um, right after he said that to me, actually. So I, I put it down and I went to this conference. And it was at this conference that the second night I was there um, because I didn't bring anything with me I put it down and I knew I was going out of town so that was my step of faith was to put it down leave everything here and go away to this conference and that was what I did and the second night they it was a deliverance service and they called up everyone who needed deliverance from anything any single thing that was holding them bound they called you up to the altar and I'm standing back there and my heart is pounding so hard it felt like it was going to pound out of my chest and I knew I had to go up there so I went up there and they prayed over everyone they laid hands on everyone they prayed over everyone and I told this woman, I said, I want to be free, completely free from weed and nicotine. She prayed over me and I felt this weight lift like the spirit of addiction. I felt it lift 
along with the mindset. I felt like I was free in my mind. I felt like I could feel the love of God just flood in and fill up every part of me where the addiction was, where the shame was, where the condemnation was, where all of the things didn't glorify him were. I felt the love of God fill those places. And it was so much greater than words can even express. It was huge. And I went back to my seat and I was praying and I said, God, I said, what is it about this time that makes it different from all the other times that I received prayer, all the other times that I tried to do self-deliverance on myself, all the other times that I tried to surrender everything to you. What makes this time different? And they gave a message about, um, he had started to minister this word to me, but then someone else in the conference a day later gave a word on this about Lot's wife and about how she turned back. She turned back at what she had come from and she turned into a pillar of salt. And God said to me, don't turn back. Don't turn back. He said, oh, Jesus. He said, your future needs you more than your past does. And let me tell you, if you are listening to this, your future needs you more than your past. Your future needs you more than your yesterday. You are needed in the body of Christ. Your gifts are needed. Your talent is needed. There are things that you have that I don't have. There are gifts that you have that I don't have. And Every single one of us is necessary. Every single one of us is important in the body of Christ. And having that revelation of your future and where God wants to take you, um, that is huge. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Getting that revelation. That freed me from a mindset of that vicious cycle of continuing to go back to whatever it was because my flesh was screaming at because I felt like it. That broke off of me that day. That mindset of that vicious cycle, it broke. Second Corinthians 7 1 says, Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. And the fear of God is not the fear that we think it is. It's not the worldly fear like we would imagine. It's fear of God is reverence. It's honor. It's honoring the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
And so we are to cleanse ourselves. And God does that cleansing in our spirit, man. But we have a part to play in our freedom. We have a part to play in our sanctification. And that's our willingness to put down whatever it is. That's our willingness to take that step of faith. That's our willingness to cooperate and partner with the Holy Spirit to become free. God doesn't desire for us to defile ourselves. God doesn't desire for us to live in those vicious cycles. He wants us to be free. I promise you he wants us to be free more than we want to be free. He wants us to be free so that he can take us to the place that he has for us. There's a process, but it doesn't have to be a cycle. I love that. It's a process, but it doesn't have to be a cycle. That's exactly right. Yeah. There's a freedom in Jesus that you will not find it any place else. So I work as a trauma therapist as a Christian counselor and so it's interesting because before I got into this work I worked in like secular workplaces um where we couldn't pray we couldn't you know none of that kind of stuff and it's just interesting having seen that psychology can take you so far but you need Jesus to get that true freedom Psychology can give you tools. Mm-hmm. The Lord made our minds. He knows all the, he knows there's people who think that we don't need like, you know, counseling, whatever. I, I'm of the mindset that God made our minds just like he made our body. So you have a doctor for your body. I believe that he made our mind. There's a science to the mind as well. You can't yeah. get so far in doing it the, the, the quote unquote normal way with psychology tools or or follow this many steps and then you'll be free or you know (laughs) yeah but there's a freedom in Jesus you just won't find it any other way you don't gotta you you gotta take one step to him yep that step is yes Jesus that step is a yes yes I'm not gonna resist you no more I'm not gonna do it anymore yes Jesus I want it your way yep yes I'll lay it down Yes, you're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yes, Lord, I receive salvation. That yes to Jesus. Oh. He wants our yes. Yeah, he does. I, I've been I've been on this yes thing for like it feels like about two years for real. Like <laughs> I, don't think I don't think I'm gonna let it go because it's like we gotta give him that fresh yes. Yep. We gotta we do. do it. We don't wanna get so familiar with him. To the point where we think that we got it. Yep. Oh, I, I don't like that phrase. People say, I got it. You, I got it. I got this. You got this. But the fact is. We don't got I, it. We don't. If we, if we got it, the, where would be the need for a savior? If we could do it in our own strength. Yes. You know? We were talking about that. We were talking about that. Why would Jesus have had to come? Why would we have needed a savior if we could have done it ourselves yeah we can't and that was what he was showing me when i was trying to do it in my own strength trying to get free in my own strength i couldn't do it right i failed so many times 
I fell so many times, but it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get up. But the thing is, is that limit the amount of times that you fall and just say yes to Jesus helping you. Just say, yes, Jesus, I want the freedom. Yes, Jesus, I want to submit this to you. I want to lay this down. I want what you have for me in exchange for what I think is good for me. I don't want what I think is good for me. I want what you know is good for me. Yeah. And we really can't do it ourselves. We need Jesus. We can't. And and also... If you don't know what to say yes to, if we're if you're listening, you're like, what are they talking about? Because I know how that is to feel like, oh, somebody else is so much further ahead in their faith walk, and like, oh, I can't ever be like that, you know? Um, which is just not true, first of all. But if yeah, you don't come know, on. If you, if you don't know what yes to say, say yes, Jesus, I trust you, because in that statement. You lay down your need to understand how it's going to work out because, yes, Jesus, I just trust you. You lay down your need to have to fix it on your own because, yes, Jesus, I just trust you. Yes, Jesus, I trust you that you're good and you're going to do this thing for me and that you want to. I trust you. Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Start there. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Well, you know, we we get deliverance. There's pretty much three different types of deliverance. There's deliverance from death, which is our salvation. We receive Jesus as our salvation. So we're delivered from death, hell, and the grave. But then we get deliverance from our mindset. And we get deliverance from sin. And saying yes all three things that is how he takes us from glory to glory that is how he takes our hand and he walks with us we're not supposed to try and do this on our own god does not desire for us to try and do it on our own do you know how how overwhelming it would be to do this on our own yeah impossible we can we can never carry the load we couldn't carry it we just couldn't no he wants us to partner with him to say yes yes jesus i trust you and then to walk with him yeah to talk to him like he's our best friend because he is yeah and the holy spirit the holy spirit's also our counselor so the holy spirit will help us yeah he will counsel us and there's so much freedom in that. There's so much freedom in having a savior that will hold hands with you and walk with you. Will walk you through the things that are difficult. Will walk you through the process of sanctification. Will walk you through deliverance. Will walk you through healing. Because healing and deliverance go hand in hand. That vicious sin cycle that I was in, it was hurting my heart because I knew that it was not pleasing my 
father. And it was hurting my heart that I was not pleasing him. And with the deliverance from that, my heart was healed from the wounds that I continued to inflict on myself. It was a heart healing, a mind healing, all in one. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. So I don't know how much time we have. I feel like we're running up on time, but I do feel led to ask you this question before we um, pray. Yes. So I know that there are people listening who are in the church and um, believers, but they are struggling and it's in secret. Nobody knows. I wonder what you would say to that person. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of them. Um, I would say that talk to someone that you trust. Um, the, the word, the Bible says to uh, confess our sins one to another and to pray for each other. And, you know, not only are you not supposed to do this alone in the sense that God wants to help you, but you have brothers and sisters in Christ who also can help you and want to help you. If there is someone that you trust, you trust the spirit of God on the inside of that person, talk to them, confide in them. And I will say this, you know, there's not a single thing that you are tempted by that other people are not tempted by. But that is why we have each other to bear each other's burdens, to pray for each other. Um, You know, I had a, a couple of very close, trusted sisters in Christ that I confided in about this when it got to the point where I felt like the Lord was nudging me to talk to someone um, because it was gnawing at me and I did. And it helped so much because I didn't feel alone. I had, I felt like there was some type of accountability, like there was some type of um, freedom and even just talking about it, you know, that is also a form of healing and deliverance is opening up and talking to someone, confiding in someone that you trust and having that person pray with you, having that person believe for your deliverance with you. Um, that was huge. That was a huge help to me. Um, and so I would say that talk to someone and I would also say that um, you're not alone. There's people all around you who are struggling that you know nothing about. And, you know, we are all 
as the body of Christ, we are all pressing on towards the mark of the high calling, which is Christ Jesus. We are all, every single day, we are striving towards Jesus. We are um, trying to be more like Jesus. And so don't get in condemnation. Condemnation is not your portion. Um, Conviction, pay attention to, but condemnation is not from God. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. So do not get in shame. Don't beat yourself up confide in someone go to your father you have an advocate with the father go to him talk to him talk to jesus ask him for his help and go to a trusted friend and ask them to pray with you um ask them to believe with you um because there's power in numbers um you know it, the word says when two or three agree as touching something, it will be done for them. That is true for deliverance. That's true for healing. That is true for all kinds of things. But touch and agree with someone that your freedom is now. Your freedom is now. And partner with God on that. Because he wants to set you free, completely free. And he wants to take you to where he has for you in his kingdom. You are necessary. You are important. You are needed. And your gifts are needed. So that that is my heart. That is what I would say. um, Because I was one of those people. And... I felt like I was living a double life. You don't have to live a double life. You can set the, one of them down. And that is the one that doesn't glorify your king. You are so important to the body of Christ. And your holiness, your purity, your righteousness is a huge part of that. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. I am so grateful. I just thank God for you. I love to see you on the side of it. I can see, I can see by the spirit, the difference in you. And um, it just, oh, it just makes me glorify the Lord. I'm just so grateful for, for his name and the freedom that is found in him, that he loves us so much. Yeah. I want to see any one of his children left behind struggling he doesn't want that for any one of his children no he does not would you pray for putting you on the spot <laughs> that's okay your powerful intercessor would you pray as you're led yeah absolutely i would be happy to abba 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 father lord jesus we thank you i just declare and decree freedom over every single person listening to this podcast. I declare that a newness of the spirit of the living God come upon you, that the desire for holiness 
righteousness and purity would grow in your spirit. Father God, I pray that you would cleanse each person's heart and renew a right spirit within them. Father God, I thank you that your love for each and every person is so, so great. It is overflowing. God, I thank you that the work that you have done in my heart, that you are doing it in each listener's heart. God, I ask that you would raise an awareness in the spirit realm of your love, that the awareness of your Holy Spirit living on the inside of every believer would be raised, that they would come to an understanding of how much you desire their freedom. God, I ask that you would hold each person's hand that you would be their wraparound love, the wraparound love of Jesus would be with them. God, I ask that if there are those that are struggling with sin, Lord Jesus, help them to lay it down. I bind every spirit that is not the Holy Spirit, and we command it to go now in Jesus' name and not return. Lord Jesus, your desire for each and every person to walk in the fullness of who you have called them to be is greater than any desire we could ever want. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give each listener eyes to see and ears to hear your Holy Spirit, that, God, you would reveal to them their calling, that you would reveal to them their giftings and that you would help them to walk into their future and not look at their past. I declare and decree deliverance and freedom from all sin. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord Jesus, help them to walk forward, not backward. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your freedom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. We praise your holy name, God. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. It has been a pleasure. If anybody listening is moved by this testimony, uh, how can listeners reach you if they want to connect uh, if you want to connect you can reach me by email at danny d-a-n-i 414-1399 at gmail.com wonderful thank you so much danny jamise i want to thank you for having me on thank you so much for giving me the ability to share my testimony I honor you, I respect you, and I love you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. If any one of you has a testimony for Jesus that you want to share, please reach out. Go to a newcreationpodcast.com and connect with me there. And until the meantime, 
May God keep you and bless you until we meet again.